Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. Dr. Dyer joins us from Maui. And how are things going out there? Things are going great. (laughs) Well, it's the, you know, vernal equinox that we had yesterday. So spring is springing and people are feeling renewed and refreshed. Yeah, the biggest moon of all time, they said, or something. The Um, super moon. Yeah. um, I went out and watched it at midnight uh, last night and the night before. It was a very, very big, bright moon. I loved it. That must have been incredible. We had some clouds here, so I wasn't able to see that. I was really disappointed because I oh, I, 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 rem- I removed those. I, 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 I put, I, <laughs> you have I that power se- to do that. Well, I sent them over to San Diego. Is that where you are? <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, they were here covering it up, and I just said, no, we won't be having that. So. Yes, I'm now you believe, beautiful. When you believe, when you have intention, Diane, when you have intention with conviction, all things are possible, all things. Very moving good. the clouds. I love that. You know, that's funny. We joke, but I, I was in a place called Bali many years ago with my wife and two of my little children. And um, they took us out way out into the uh, boondocks. And um, they um, took us to this village where, you know, it was very sort of almost like uh, gone, going a couple of centuries. You know, the, the women were, were all uh, wearing just little loincloths and, I mean, all topless out there. And the men, most of them were walking around without any clothes on. Uh, and the people lived in these these huts like, like they lived in ancient Polynesia. Um, it was a very remote place. And there was a man, it was about a 75, 80-year-old man. He was lying down on the... Um, uh, uh, right at the entrance to this little village that very, very few Westerners had ever been to. And I asked, what was he doing there? He was just lying there, and he was looking up. And said, this was right on the equator. Uh, and uh, they said, oh, he's a cloud maker. And uh, I said, what do you mean? And they said, oh, yeah, he makes clouds. Uh, and they, this was actually his, uh, you know, his position. He was like a, a, a kahuna, and he would just lie there. And, uh, and they believed that he, with his consciousness and with his being in balance and with his energy and, you know, whenever they needed rain or whatever, that he was the person that would bring it to them. And I've never forgotten that little old man lying there on the, on the ground, uh, you know, just looking up into the sky. And everybody treated him with great reverence. So he so, would just uh, do it by his, his intention. Just by his intention, yeah, he would just be he would be rain or be clouds and uh, and be one with them because he would say you you, you don't uh, you don't ask for rain. Uh, Greg Braden talks about this in one of his earlier books, I think the Isaiah effect um, that you don't pray for rain you 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 pray rain, you know praying for rain is, makes the assumption that it's not here and uh, it's something that you know will come in the future. Praying rain means that you become in harmony with it, you become one with it. Right, you actually um, you feel the rain and the smell right, of it. Right, absolutely. You experience same with same with healing. You don't pray for a healing. Um, you you pray health. You know, you just become health in your consciousness, and then you balance that inner body with the with the outer body. So anyway, we were joking about it, but it's uh, that that's that took place in Bali about twenty years ago or, or more. Wow, that's so, pretty amazing. But you yeah, can see a great uh, moon from Bali. Yes. Oh yeah, Bali's a wonderful place. Yeah. It's the only uh, in Indonesia, which is like the I think the fourth largest country in the world. Um, most people don't realize it's a, it's a Muslim country, but Bali is a Buddhist uh, island. It's the only Buddhist place in the whole country, and I think there's there's several thousand islands in the, in Indonesia. Um, my son goes down there to uh, to, to surf uh, on occasion, and um, uh, this one little little icon, little 
enclave there called Bali is a, is a, is a Buddhist island in the midst of a, of a Muslim country. Now, I told, talked about this the last time, but I'm doing uh, three to four times a week, I'm doing these two-hour massages, and what an incredible difference it's just made in my life in, in so many ways, getting the body circulating, and uh, that's, uh, I just feel really great. Getting ready so, to write. So we're looking yes, forward to right. wishes fulfilled, definitely. Yeah. So we have some people ready to talk to you. Let's They're talk. Excited. Who's out there? Who so wants to talk? Uh, let's get somebody up here. Uh, Rick will be our first caller today from Staten Island, and he's on line one. So let's Hello. bring him on. Hi, Rick. You're on with Dr. Wayne Hi, Dyer. How are you? How are you, Doctor? How's everything? Everything is just the way it's supposed to be. How's things with you? Sure is. Things are great. Yeah. Where are you? Where are I'm you calling from? Staten, Staten Island. We spoke. Oh, in Staten Island. Oh, sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. I remember. How are you doing? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm super. Great. Okay. I have a pretty silly question, Is but whenever I seem to talk about what we talk about, I seem to talk very fast and loud and get excited, and I hear you have tapes from way back, and it sounds like two different people to me. You seem so much more mellower now, so much more uh, precise. And it's, when I hear you now, compared to when you have old tapes, you seem much mm. more calmer. And was there a transition that took place that you were conscious of, or just you mellowed out as well, you got older? Well, I think uh, that's a good question, Rick. I think it's, um, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, can't, I don't analyze you know, much. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I am. I feel that way. Yeah. I. Um, I, I. I hear lectures. Of, I. I hear lectures. But there are times, even now, when I'm lecturing, and something just takes over, and the energy is just. Um, I, you know, I, I start screaming and running around, and I, I get myself all excited and so on. But I think, by and large, basically, I think I'm much more at peace with all of these ideas. At the beginning, when things like synchronicity used to show up, and you have a thought about something, and then it, it works out, or you put your attention on something, and uh, the universe seems to be moving the pieces around in such a way to facilitate what it is that you're attempting to, to manifest or create. You, in those days, I used to go, ooh, you know, booga. My favorite line was booga, booga. Booga, booga, you know, what's going on here? How could that happen? After a while, when you start to realize as you raise your your own vibrational level and become more more aligned with God, more more aligned with source, and it becomes not just something that, you, you know, you're connected to, but something that you are and you feel it, um, you almost begin to say, of course, um, this is what I put my attention on. I'm aligned with God. Um, I, I, I know that it will work out. It isn't even that I expect and hope that it will. It's, you go to a place within where it's already happening. And, and I right. think I'm just, I think what has happened probably over the years is I've just become much more peaceful about it. Even with, when I go on stage and give a lecture and I just got back from a tour of, uh, Vancouver, which was just so wonderful. And then I went to a place called Vernon, which is out in Eastern British Columbia, which is one of the most magnificent places I've ever been in my life. It was just filled, you know, it's just snow capped mountains and beautiful lake and played at, stayed at a place called Sparkling Hills up in Ver, uh, Vernon. It was just stunning. Nicest hotel I've ever been in. Uh, and then I lectured again uh, to a, a group of people who want to be speakers in in uh, Santa Clara, California, just a few days ago, uh, and just got back. And and each one of those, I just I kind of go out there and you know what it is, Rick? I just think I'm at peace with all of this. I just uh, I used to like maybe trying to convince myself that it was true, you know, and in doing so, when you're trying but, to convince you yourself to, of something, if you listen to some of your old 
old uh, tapes or CDs, mm -hmm. and you put on the ones you have now, it's like two different people, I think. Is it? Really? Opinion. You yeah. know, they're both, they're both great. One is better than mm -hmm. the other. But it's just yeah. because sometimes I start to talk to somebody, and I start off so nice. I'm making a great point. And then mm -hmm. I see you always have the words. You find your words, and then mm. I'm off on the wrong track, and I like, let me just shut up. <laughs> just yeah. yeah, well, I think the other thing, it's interesting, it's a good question. I think the other thing is that I'm not interested in persuading anybody of anything, e even Correct. on this radio show. I've been doing this radio show five years this month, five years ago. We started it in March. And um, when people call in, and if they're skeptical or whatever, I'm just at peace with it. And, uh, you know, when people say, well, what if other people, you know, think that you're a jerk or something? I said, well, you know, they're, they're probably right. If they uh, talk to my ex-wife, she would agree with them. You know, it would be right. like, uh, uh, Can, I, can I ask one, one other question when I have you? Sure, sure. Uh, I, my opinion is that the reason that we're here is to have fun and to expand the universe. Are you in line mm -hmm. with that? Is there any other reasons that you perceive to be mm. here? Because that simple definition seems to sit well with me. Yeah, I think the purpose, I, I've said it many times over the years, uh, the purpose of life is to enjoy it. And I think, and I'd add to that, to uh, help everybody else that you encounter to enjoy it as well. You know, to, to you know, meaning comes from service. It comes from reaching out. Meaning uh, in life is uh, is when we're aligned with God. And we when we think like God, and we act like God, and we talk like God. Um, you know th that becomes that becomes our way of being. And, right. um, I, I like yeah. I like to say when I do something nice to somebody, they say, "Oh, you're so good." I like to tell them that I'm pretty selfish because yeah. I get so much more out of it than than you would know. Exactly. exactly. And I like getting it, and I'm yeah. selfish in that way. Well, right. it's great to talk with you. Great to and talk to you too. You've seen this. I'm sure we've sent you the shift, but we're going to send you another one, the book and the movie. So um, pass it around and keep the word out there, and we'll get those 10 million people to watch it. And we're going to shift. How is, uh, how is Ramdas doing? Ramdas is uh, is doing well. I uh, I talked to him just before I went away on this last trip. I haven't talked since I got back, but I just got back yesterday. So, um, but he's doing he's doing great. He's great. he's uh, he doesn't talk about love. He is love. He's uh, he's he's been my mentor for so many years, and I, I love him. Uh, he was the first words. one I heard, and then you somehow brought me back to him in one of your books. Well, and yeah. full circle. Uh -huh. So I do appreciate oh, great. that. Thank great. you. Have a great Thanks day. for your. Thank you. God bless you. Thinking about what Rick had asked you about being more at peace with yourself, and I know it's something that a lot of people are really trying to obtain. Everybody seems to kind of want that that peaceful quality in their lives. And, I mean, do you think sometimes that that just comes from being more on the planet and, and learning more about yourself and just you know, becoming more peaceful? Or Oh, no. Honestly, I don't think it's about – I don't think it has anything to do with age. Um, you know, they, they always listen, uh, ask someone who's 90 years old, you know, are you, uh, are you 90 years old or are you one year old 90 times? <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people who stay on this planet uh, for a very long time just continue to reinforce the kinds of things that, uh, you know, that don't work for them. And they just keep thinking that same way and thinking that same way. No, it comes from, it, it comes from transformation. It comes from shift. The word transformation is interesting. It's like, it's like if you put the word, the middle, right in the middle of the word transformation is the word form. You know, and form, of course, means physical and it means all the stuff that we have and all. Transform means to go beyond form. And, 
and that's when you begin to realize if you start having the awakening that you are not this body that you're in many bodies in this lifetime um, but the I is the part that is birthless and deathless and changeless and you start living from that place and I I must say that you know having eight children you know some of my children when they were very very young I mean three and four years old already knew that uh, and have been incredible teachers for me and others of my children um, are still behaving in the same ways that they did 25 years ago um, I think it's it's more it's much more about transformation. It's about recognizing that who we are, our, our spiritual essence, is is our truth. That our bodies uh, are not they're just houses. They're just things that we live in, and who we are um, will occupy those houses in a healthy and productive and, and, and sensible and you know worthwhile way if uh, if we shift the energy of, of our lives and those those shifts for me the, those shifts took place when I went to my father's grave and was able to forgive him back in 1974 that was a major shift in the in the last uh, 20 years when what Rick was talking about uh, there have been major tra- transformations that have taken place uh, the diagnosis of uh, I had a heart attack the disease I had my wife and I separated um, th- those kinds of uh, you know sing those kinds of moments just trigger something inside of you and you start to realize that uh, you know i i have a purpose i've got something that i got to do here and and then you get to you just have sort of a knowing about it and then uh, you you become used to the idea that you really have god within you at all moments at at all times that you are god and once you get that then you're not you're not busy trying to convince other people and that's what the loudness is and that's what the you know the, the, that all that external stuff it's the emphasis on the outer i've got to dominate somebody else i've got to prove that they're wrong i've got to really make my point i don't feel like i've got to convince anybody i just i'm just here talking and you know doing what i do and, and believing in it that's so yeah. great it makes a lot of sense hmm. yeah well, let's see if we can take a we few more people here. Oh, sure yeah, we, we have tons. <laughs> They're all waiting. <laughs> and you, you had mentioned forgiveness, and it's just a, mm-hmm. such a powerful uh, concept for people. So I wanted to go to Dawn in Missouri, who wanted some advice on forgiveness. She's on line four. And welcome to the show, Dawn. You're on with Dr. Dyer. Hello. Hi there, Dawn. How are Hi. you? Hi. Oh, it's so great to talk to you. Um. I see a lot of people named Dawn, but I've never heard of anybody named Dusk. I wonder oh, who really? you are. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have not either. <laughs> have you ever met Dusk, anybody? You know, that, uh, Fortunately, no. <laughs> I, I guess we think that, you know, that, that things uh, opening up in the morning, but closing them at night isn't you know, Dusk is just as significant as Dawn. Let's start naming That's our true. kids Dusk. Yeah, sunsets. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> you even see people named Sunrise, but never Sunset. Okay, anyway, no. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> well, I guess, like, you were talking about forgiveness, and I've mm-hmm. heard you talk about that a lot and how people, right. um, you can't let other people bring you down, and that really caught me. I thought, you know, I kind of had an aha moment, I guess, with that. Mm-hmm. And um, what I'm having a difficult time with is a lot of times it's my husband. <laughs> and, you know, after 15 years, you're going to have times where, you know, things happen, but it just, you know, trying to forgive things he's said or done in the past, and I've been working on that because I realize now that, you know, there's no point in holding on to to that. Mm-hmm. It's just difficult when he continues to to say mean things or do mean things, and you know, then it brings it all back, and he's like, "Well, I thought I forgave that. Now it's all coming back." And mm. you know, he's just the kind of person that can be really just an awesome guy. 
and then turn around and just be very just hateful and I just don't know how to describe it. It's not that he's a you know bad person. It's just he's can be so mean and just kind of push your buttons just mm-hmm. for no other reason than yeah. to try and hurt your feelings. You know, you, there's no other reason why he would say that or do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it it's just kind of you know I'm thinking why you know how do you keep in that forgiveness forgiving place when mm-hmm. when it you know he he's unhappy with his life right now and his job and he just, yeah. Kind of it's very it interesting. Us, I guess. Yeah, you mentioned that. It's um, and it's a very, very good question, and that's something that we all deal with. Um, I was just talking to someone yesterday that I care a lot about, and all of that, and she was, uh, she walked in to the. Uh, she had gone to do something, some, get some groceries or something. Came back in and was, uh, was really angry and at at, a, at the way somebody had just. Uh, um, somebody had rolled their eyes in a certain way and, and sent her some kind of a nonverbal message that they weren't approving of her or whatever. And I, I noticed an incredible change come over her. Uh, she And I told her this later. I said, you looked older. You looked angrier. You looked um, you looked mean. Um, you, you, you had like a scowl, you know. And I said, this isn't you at all. And um, And I said, it's like, uh, at that, at the moment that she was be- doing that way, I went over and instead of uh, getting myself upset, which is what I would have done at an earlier time, and saying, you know, this is what I teach, and how can you do that, and blah blah blah, uh, and how come you, um, I went over and I put my arms around her, and I said, you know, I love you, and I said, I, I um, and I'm only telling you these things be- because I care so much about you, but these are the times, these are the moments when it's happening. Um, when you you need to practice what we what I live and what I teach and what we're all working on together, you need to be able to send love to those people who are sending you hateful messages. You know, and that's what I would say to you. I think that's your greatest challenge. Now, that does not mean you have to be victimized if that hate is directed towards you. You know, um, right. or if it's if it manifests itself in some physical kind of way or something, you just simply walk away from that. You teach people with their behavior that when you scowl or nasty or, or, or send abusive messages towards me, um, the only response that you get from me is that I will leave. I will exit. I don't want that in my space. I don't want it in my life. I don't want it in my energy field. And so I exit that and, and uh, you know, you walk away. But um, And that's a great way to teach people not to do that to you. You know, not not with words. You teach people with behavior. You just uh, you just smile and and you just leave the room. You get in your car. You drive someplace. You just simply exit. And after you do that four or five or six times, they begin to get a real strong message that when I behave this way towards um, dawn, then dawn is uh, leaving and heading for dusk. You know, <laughs> dawn is gone. <laughs> you know. Uh, now, if she, if it's just an angry response, a prejudiced response, and something, those are the those are the moments when if you can keep your ego out of it, and uh, relate to that person, and and see that the hate that they are just demonstrating, or that you know, is, is really just their their a mind virus that they've carried with you, them that says that when somebody rolls their eyes or when somebody behaves in a certain way, uh, that you have a right to get yourself all worked up and change the whole energy for anyone. That's a moment when you have to be almost overwhelmingly loving, and and let them know. It's, I, I think that's another way that you deal with with drug addicts. Uh, what I've learned over the years is when someone is, you know, high on drugs and or, or drunk or whatever, um, is that uh, you you have to let them know, you know, that I love you, but I don't, you know, I don't take it in. I just don't, I don't, right. uh, I don't, I don't internalize it in any way because who I am is love. You know, what I've learned is that it's more important. It's not so important to be loving as much as it is to be loved. 
You know, loving implies that you've got something to do. Love means that's all I have to give away. That's all I have to give away. And even when you behave in those kinds of ways, I love you, you know, and and after a while you begin to, you see those kinds of things shift. Now, if, if that is beha- directed at you, I should ask you that. Is it directed at you? Uh, sometimes. Mm. Yeah, he he has a tendency to blame. You know, if something's going right. wrong in his life, it's all my fault or it's because yeah. he... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. Yeah, I used to say to my children, you know, because children have this way of thinking that they can say any crappy thing they want to their parents, you know, and then they're going to be they're going to hang around because what are you going to do? They're still your kids. Right. But I used to, I used to always say to my kids, uh, and I would say this to my husband if I if I if it were you, um, uh, I have too much respect for myself to allow anyone to talk to me uh, like that, uh, and that's why I'm walking away. Um, because it, it, it's, it's, it's counterintuitive to how I feel about myself. And I would always let them know that, you know, if they raise their voice or in frustration or in anger or whatever, you know, not so much directed at me because just things weren't going right. You know, their, their, their bicycle broke or, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, and, uh, I had, and it was always a favorite line of mine. I have too much respect for myself to allow you or anyone to talk to me in that way. And, uh, right. and I, I would just, and rather than get into a prolonged argument and getting angry and so on, I would just exit. I would just, I would just leave and just go right. meditate and someplace. Never yeah. does any good anyway. <laughs> no, just, no, no, because when mad. you get, <laughs> right, when you get angry at somebody for being angry, we have a ten- tendency to believe that it is their anger and the way that they're behaving that caused me to go down and to get upset, but it isn't. When you get angry at somebody for being angry at you, um, you're only angry not because that low energy brought your high energy down, but because you joined their low energy, and you just all you did is multiply, uh, the, you know, the amount of uh, of, that, of negative energy that's in the room, you know, because so now this person was angry, you were full of love, but in that moment now you're full, now you've doubled the anger in the room, right. whereas. You know, what we always said of Jesus that, uh, you know, he he would uh, calibrate at such a high level that would he would just enter a village. Everyone in the village, his consciousness would be raised uh, just by his presence. And I, I know that I have that capacity to do that. I know that not just with, uh, say, a spouse. But I can. I have the capacity to do that in a restaurant with a waiter, or or at an airport with a with an unruly um, you know passenger, or with uh, somebody who's giving me a hard time at the desk, or with a flight attendant, or whatever it might be. I have the capacity to totally, completely change that around by sending out a different level of of response to it. Which means that I am, if I am love, you know, and it says in the New Testament, God is love, you know, and so I'm saying I am God. I am a piece of God. And he that abideth in love abideth in me, and I in him. When you are able to just be love in response to that, uh, you you can diffuse it. You can literally diffuse it. Yeah. And so the, by being loved, yeah. you mean like maybe thinking that in my head, like I'm just going to love this person, you know, while yeah. and right. just kind of walk away. Right. and Exactly. Like, okay. Exactly. Leave. I'm t- Leave the premises, you know, just and, right. and even even the, if it's directed at you, it's like, sweetheart, I have too much respect for myself to allow you to talk to me like that. And I know you don't even mean it. Um, so I'm just, you know, and you don't have to say any more. You just go into the bathroom and lock the door and, and have a refrigerator in there, a glass of wine, a vibrator, whatever it is that you would like to have <laughs> you know, uh, so that you can go into a, you know, you can just create another environment for yourself. And if you can't, if you can't go 
into the bathroom and lock the door, then you just get in your car and you just go for a little ride and you just let them know your behavior sends me away. Not with an argument, not with a long discussion. It sends me away. You know, and after four, five, six, seven times of this, they start to do that and they realize, whoop, Dawn's heading out again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why does she keep heading out every time I start behaving like such an asshole or such a jerk? Rather, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, and before you know it, you've taught them. You just, because you teach people with your behavior. And, right. and after a while, he realizes, I may talk like this to, to other people and about other people, but it doesn't work with Dawn. It just doesn't work with Dawn. It just sends her away. And ultimately, if it continues and, and just unabated, then ultimately it sends you away completely because you will not want to have to, you know, constantly be spending your life just diffusing negative energy. Exactly. Exactly. Is that, well, thanks. That, have you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the shift? I have. I loved it. Have you? Did you like it? Yeah. Yes, Thank it you so much. Great. Well. We're going to send you the book and the movie. Oh, well, and you know what? You. I didn't know, I haven't even told you this, uh, Diane or, or Don, but uh, I just saw a new pro- product when I was in Vancouver. Reed was showing it to me, my friend Reed Tracy, the president of Hay House. They now have a thing that's coming out where you can get the electronic version of the shift, read the book, and then as you're going along through the movie, if you have an iPad or an iPhone or whatever those things are, there's a little place on the top, and you push a button, and it shows a scene from the movie that demonstrates what I'm talking about in the book. And and then you, hmm. you read a little, you read a little further, and you press another gun and another scene. And I think there's eight of them, eight or ten of them, uh, in the book. And it's a small book. It's a, it's a combination movie book uh, kind of thing that it's a you book. just isn't that amazing? That's it's great. A, yeah. So anyway, look for it. And what a great call. Thank you, darling. Oh, great. thank you. Wh- where are you calling from? Missouri. Missouri. Yes. Show me. That's the perfect thing. That's the show me stage. Show them. Exactly. I'll have to show them. <laughs> yeah. Try that. Try what I said. I, I, you'll see it I works will. very quickly. I definitely yeah, you will. Can, you, you can really shift the energy of people around you just by being a, a love presence. It really works. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.